great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The weekend is here And thank you for starting your weekend with us. Folks, download the 77 WABC app. That way you can hear my podcast or this program at any time for your convenience. And a bit later this morning in the Carter Chronicles, more crime in the city, a three-year-old girl tonight was hit by a stray bullet while leaving her Brooklyn daycare with her parent, with her father. But I want to start with some positive news this morning, some positive news this morning. First of all, I want to thank the uh, St. Peter's men's basketball team of Jersey City, New Jersey, of Jersey City, a small campus that is competing with the elite of college basketball, with the very best of college basketball, with coaches that make $8 million a year. And little St. Peter's, the men's basketball team, the lesson in all of this, folks, never listen to anyone that tells you what you can't do no matter what the odds may be. So the Peacocks of uh, St. Peter's made history tonight, made history tonight, the first 15th seed to ever reach the Elite Eight, beating Purdue, Purdue tonight, 67-64. to And the other good news, uh, as of five minutes ago, it is Curtis Lewa's birthday. And so I want to say happy birthday to my WABC colleague, uh, Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa is, um, is the, the main reason why I'm here at WABC years ago when, when he pushed me and for management to bring me on board. So, Happy birthday, Curtis Sliwa. It is his birthday, so give him a call during his show. He will be coming up at 1 a.m. this morning, the weekend weekend edition of The Other Side of Midnight. Of course, this hour, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, I want to make this comment as it relates to Ukraine, Russia, and what's going on in President Biden. It seems, based on today, what I witnessed today, that Biden is on the road, perhaps, to recovering from his lackluster response to the start of the situation in Ukraine. 
there he was eating pizza with American. I know it's all symbolism, but he was eating pizza with American soldiers in Poland near uh, the Ukraine front lines, the military base just 60 miles away from the uh, border. And the president in Poland, here's a bit of what he had to say. We're in a new phase. Your generation, we're in an inflection point. About every four or five generations that comes along and changes, fundamental change takes place. The world ain't going to be the same, not because of Ukraine, but I'm not going to be the same 10, 15 years from now in terms of our organizational structures. And the question is, who's going to prevail? Are democracies going to prevail and the, the values we share? Or autocracy is going to prevail? And that's really what's at stake. And so a bit later, I'll tell you why I haven't been a uh, fan of Biden thus far. Another story this morning uh, that's in my circle, if you will, uh, Mayor Adams uh, finding himself in in, uh, some hot water, and he says that there is no double standard. The mayor says he granted the exemptions uh, from the city's covid vaccine mandate to local athletes, uh, Kyrie Irving and Mets players and uh, Yankee players, because the mayor says it was the right thing to do. Um, I made a decision based on the information that I received uh, from my health team. You may consider this a double standard. Uh, I'm, I consider the analysis that I made and I'm comfortable with my decision. Well, Mr. Mayor, the rest of us are not comfortable with it. It was the wrong call. If you're going to do it for the superstars, you got to do it for the real people, the real heroes that kept New York City running during COVID, the police officers, the firefighters, the nurses, the doctors, the sanitation workers. I could go on and on and on. Kevin Durant, uh, one of the stars for the uh, Nets, this is what he had to say about the uh, issue. I'm not naive to the fact that the Mets and the Yankees, I mean, they have a lot of power in our city. And, uh, you know, I'm sure once uh, they all helped and had conversations with whoever they needed to talk to, they were able to push it over the top. People that stood on what they believed in, you know, waited this process out and was able to. And, you know, folks, in a second, I'm going to your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222 on the issue of Ukraine, on the issue of Mayor Adams, and also on this third story. Some of you folks were right months ago when you articulated this. And here's where I'm going. The Biden administration plans to offer a second booster shot to those 50 and up. And so apparently it looks like officials have decided that another shot may save thousands of lives if a new coronavirus wave hits before the fall. And the FDA could approve the boosters as early as next week. And so some of you schooling me, if you will, uh, called up and said, you know, Dominic, we're going down this road. We're going to end up having a booster shot every year. And for right now, it appears that those of you that articulated that point of view, that you are proving to to be correct. So, you know, I, I, I support 
uh, getting your vaccine shot. And I was one that um, had mine and the booster shot. But now, apparently, I'm going to need another booster shot. Let's start with your telephone calls. John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let me say some good news. I've been hearing about Ukraine. The Russians have stopped their advance on Kiev. They've pulled back to defensive positions. In South Ukraine, there's a city, Kherson, that they had occupied. They're now that city is now being contested by Ukrainian forces and a counteroffensive. Well, that that is good news, John. How do you see all of this playing out? What we're we're a month in uh, to this uh, invasion by by Russia. What does your heart tell you uh, as it relates to how all of this is going to play out? I honestly don't know. I personally would like to see Putin and his senior leadership brought before some international tribunal and charged for war crimes. And interestingly enough, on a another station, I heard that there's an excellent case to be made that he and his leadership were engaged in committing war crimes in Syria as long ago as seven to ten years ago. So one can build a case that from Syria he's built this up to Ukraine. And and he's been doing this for about a decade. You know, it's going to be very interesting, John, to see how all of this, uh, how all of this plays out. Thank you for the telephone call. And so that is another question issue that I have for you folks this morning. How do you see as the the end game a month into this evasion invasion? What's the end game? Part of me says Part of me wants to believe that Putin is looking for a way out, a way to save face. That will, that comes up to me on any given day. And then on other days, I feel this guy is an absolute mad madman that's going to use chemical weapons on innocent people. And then on other days, I feel like his real target happens to be us, the United States of America. So it remains to be seen, and I want to hear from you folks, the course of this hour. How do you see all of this uh, playing, playing out? Let's go to uh, Rick, I believe, in uh, Port, Port Jefferson, uh, Long Island, uh, regarding the, hey. the basketball game tonight. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yes. St. Peter's, yes. correct? St. Peter's, yes. Can you uh, well, can you believe it, Rick? All, what's that? I said, can you believe it? Um, no, I, I can't believe it. But you know what? What what I couldn't believe it even more is that after the game, when they're running across the court in victory, they they're all wearing black ladder Black Matters Vibes T shirts. And I looked at the TV and I'm like, are you kidding me? They're bringing their politics onto that court. It was the most disgusting thing I ever seen. And after I saw that, I said, you know, I said to my father, we're watching the game together. I said, you know what? 
I'm not. I'm not watching this again. Well, this, you, that you, was really disgusting. Well, well, and well, Rick. I I noticed was, it. it. Really was. It was disgusting. I I noticed. I thank you for your call. I noticed it uh, as well. Now I don't know if that that was a coach decision, a team decision. Um, I I I don't know, but I don't want to lose sight of their victory tonight because there's a lesson for all of us in terms of the victory. I mean, no one, no one gave them a chance. This small college in urban Jersey city up against the basketball gods of the world. And they have done this several times. So I just don't want to lose. I hear you on the politics. I hear you, but I don't want to lose our focus on, on what they have done tonight Moving on, let's go to uh, Forest Hills. Let's see what our friend Stan has to say this morning. Good morning, Stan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning. Uh, I think that uh, I saw Dr. Fauci today on Fox News. I don't normally watch Fox, but Neil, what's his name, had him on for almost a half hour. And I'm a big fan of Dr. Fauci. I think he's done a great thing for this country, deserves the Nobel Prize for medicine. And he basically agrees that the possibility that people over 50, he's not as worried about this variant. He doesn't think it'll be as serious, but he has to be watched, that we will have to take 50 and over a booster, absolutely, like yourself, myself. And uh, uh, he thinks that will have to happen in the fall. Will it be a concurrent thing every year, year possibly? Maybe so. Uh, if we can find a way to beat this virus and destroy it, yes. But in the meantime, uh, I agree with Dr. Fauci totally, and we'll have to take, uh, as yourself, and you know, uh, we'll have to take a booster. And I don't mind taking it. Okay, it uh, absolutely. If it's the most minimal thing to do, besides wearing a mask, which I still do, I, st- I still don't understand the mayor what the hell he did. I don't get him. As we said before, you said other people. Uh, I will continue to wear a mask when I go into Manhattan all the time, and it doesn't bother me at all. So I'm glad Dr. Fauci talked about it. It's good. We'll all be taking uh, uh, booster shots. I hope many continue to do, and those that did not, I hope they can do it as well. Well, but you you know what, Stan? A a couple of things cross my mind as I'm I'm listening to you. One, uh, our listeners here, as I just said a few minutes ago at WABC, have proven to be correct when they would call up here and no one knew at the time. And they were like, Dominic, you know, we go down this road, we're going to have to uh, get these booster shots every year. And then I, you know, I do want to ask you this stand before, before I move on. So I thought about uh, the Nets basketball player, Kyrie Irving today. And I have to be honest with you. He strikes me as the type of guy that likes to make, trouble just to be different right but 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 for him to refuse to get this shot i'm i say to myself sometimes well does he know something that the rest of us don't know and how do you respond to that stan what does he know in terms of uh, uh, something you, you I, missed the question what does he know he doesn't know anything he what? just doesn't want to take he does he's an anti-vaxxer he doesn't want to take the shot and you know what? Okay, don't take the shot. But I'm telling you now, if he should get sick, and we've talked about this before and people complain about it, if he gets sick and does get the virus and it's bad, he should not be admitted into the hospital or let him wait in the waiting room because other people like yourself 
who have taken the vaccines should get priority care. That's what will happen, and he'll deserve it. So I got no sympathy for him. You don't want to take it? Fine. That's okay. But if he does get sick, and maybe he won't, maybe he won't, and I hope he does. But if he does, he should go as far as the emergency room, and he'll have to wait for other people who have gone and taken these vaccines to get the care first. Absolutely. Imagine that, a star of the uh, Brooklyn Nets having to wait for medical care. Stan, thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Mitch in the Bronx and see what he has to say about this issue. Good morning, Mitch. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning. Well, I I think the mayor made the wrong choice. First of all, I, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I was in favor of the vaccine mandate. I, I'm triple vaccinated. I think that de Blasio, even though de Blasio didn't do much things right, I think that was one thing he did right, that anybody who's in health care, law enforcement, public safety, for that matter, any worker should have the vaccination. But now that, that Adams is changing the rule for basketball players, entertainers, athletes, at this point I think everybody who lost their job needs to be hired back and given back pay because – you can't have a double standard. It's, it's crazy to think that a basketball player or a football or baseball player is less likely to have COVID or give COVID to another person than a cop or a teacher. Or, you know, it's, 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 it's a double standard. You can't have that. I, I and, agree. Hey, Mitch, I agree yeah. it's a double standard. But what about the argument that um, the Yankee players, the Mets players, that Kyrie Irving, that they bring in millions of dollars to the city of New York? I understand that. I remember when Bloomberg had his Come On LeBron campaign, which was ridiculous. But I, I believe, I understand that, but I don't think that's a good enough reason. The same thing with the masks. I mean, the police unions, in the beginning of the pandemic, they were screaming that they didn't have PPE and that they needed to have it. And they were right about that. And they had the battle between the health commissioner and the chief of department, where the sergeant's union president got involved and said she had blood on her hands. But then, then they didn't wear the mask. When everybody had the mask, Every cop you see was walking around with no mask or it was hanging under their chin, which is ridiculous. And they, a lot, I would not say they, as all of them, but many of the police wouldn't get the vaccine just to show that nobody could tell them what to do. And that's wrong. But uh, and the other thing I would say is that this current uh, rule, or the order that Adams made recently to go back to quality of life enforcement, I don't agree with that for two reasons. First of all, I think the police have other things to do. I don't think that they need to be dealing with quality of life as far as public urination, public drinking, loud noise, squeegee man, you know, peddling without a license. Right. The other thing is, who's going to go to the emergency calls? When they're doing this quality of life summonses or arrests, they're tied up for the end of the tour. They can't go on another job. Hey, Mitch, do, do me a favor. The next time you call up, please turn down your television in the background because it's very hard to hear you because I can almost equally hear uh, the television noise. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. The president still in Poland as it relates to Ukraine. Mayor Adams under fire claiming there's no double standard on the uh, vaccine uh, mandate. And the Biden administration now plans to offer a second booster shot to those 50 and up. When we come back, I'm going to Steve in the Bronx. Then I'm going to Robert in Philadelphia. And all of your telephone calls will be right back. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. Tell me when you've been. <laughs> you know. They've been asking, they've been 
And good Saturday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter with you until 1 a.m. And that's when the birthday boy, Curtis Lewa, will start. Folks, uh, for those of you that have followed my career, you know that uh, I was an in-bed reporter for the Southern District of New York, which means that I covered uh, the federal courts full-time And there's a story out this morning, uh, before I go right back to the telephone calls, that is raising my eyebrows in a big way. And it could impact the race for governor in New York. We all know that the governor, Kathy Hochul, chose Brian Benjamin as her lieutenant governor. The primary for governor is coming up in a few months, just a few months in June. Now it appears that the feds of the Southern district have subpoenaed Albany records for information related to grants and the Lieutenant governor, Brian Benjamin. And uh, the feds are looking at, money specifically, uh, grants that Benjamin steered towards projects in his former Harlem district. So a storm could be brewing, brewing that is uh, in the race for governor. It could mean, maybe it's nothing, but it could mean major trouble for uh, the Democratic uh, ticket if, um, if Kathy Hochul wins the uh, the nomination, it's going to be the Democratic nomination. It's going to be very interesting. So I said the phone call order. I see all of your calls, folks. We're going to try and get to all of them. Let's go to Steve in the Bronx. Good morning, Steve, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you. I really like your presence on the radio. It's refreshing. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, um, we're both in the same union. I'm in SAG after. You're in SAG after. How did you know that? Well, because you're on the broadcasting side. Okay. I'm on the acting side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I and, am in uh, SAG after. Yeah. Well, go ahead. So SAG after has strict protocols on all the. You know, New York is Hollywood East now. There's lots of production going on, and all the actors, background actors, crew members, everyone has to show proof of vaccination and COVID tests within 48 hours of coming onto a set. And it's enforced, and it's really uh, strict, and it's positive. It's good. Everyone feels safe, and all the background actors have to wear masks, and the actors have to wear masks until they start rolling cameras. So I think it's sort of hypocritical to say, like, if one person wants to come on the set and they're a celebrity or something, and when everyone else is doing it, right? I mean, it doesn't – because he said something today about Broadway stars or something like that. But really, entertainment industry, especially SAG-AFTRA, has very strict protocols. I just want to know your feelings about that. Well, uh, I am aware of the fact uh, that my union, and and the reason why I uh, joined it many, many, many years ago, when it was strictly uh, just AFTRA, um, 
is I, I've done a couple of movies playing myself in small roles where you don't blink because you may miss me. But, um, um, and so in order to join, in order to be in the movies, the, the Hollywood, Hollywood movies, you received a couple of exemptions, but then by the third movie, you had to be a member of the union. So I am a member of the union, Steve, and I find it to be a very good union. And, um, I haven't been on any shoots. Uh, lately, but I can just tell you here at WABC, Steve, the protocol for COVID is very, very tight and, and there are strict rules. Uh, and, and you know what? And you know what? Maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the way that things should remain. Let's go, as I mentioned, to, to Robert, to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Hi, good to talk to you again, Dominic. And I'll be quick because I know that your board's probably busted. But um, I don't know why he still pays attention to that corrupt clown Fauci. And I don't know why people are still you said he, with who, these mandates. You said, wait, wait, you said he. Who are you referring to, Robert? My good friend Stan, who ah. I don't say anything bad about because okay. he's a fellow American, no matter no matter what. Anyway, um, and we're well past this, but he does show why the left should never be in charge of our health care system because they have now shown that if we don't do what they want, we don't get health care? He's out of his mind. Anyway, the reason why I called was because you mentioned a story a couple nights ago about uh, two new super PACs that were being started to um, help pro-law enforcement Democratic candidates. And it didn't get much play. Not many people said anything about it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great thing like you because I see it as a start to fixing the problem in this country. Um, I have five biracial kids, and they go mostly center-right, but the ones that are Democrats are angry and talking about leaving the Democratic Party. And I'm telling them, and I will be quick. Oh, it would be. I would say, great. You want to vote Democrat or Republican? I would make me happy in the short term. But I would rather you stayed in and fought for the Democratic Party, vote in their primaries, help affect that kind of change. Because no matter how well us Republicans do, the country will not be healed until we have two sane uh, uh, political parties. And we are sadly missing one right now. And my good buddy Stan votes for them blindly, and I don't understand it. I'll leave it at that. And maybe well, thank what you. you think about what I Th- what Well, I thank said. you, Robert. I, I thank you. I thank you for the call, and I wish you a wonderful weekend. Folks, I don't believe that anyone should vote for a party blindly. I also don't believe that any party owns your vote. Make them respect you and earn your vote. So I mentioned uh, at the top of the show that I'm not really a fan of uh, President Biden's, and, and, and here's why. The continued push of wokeness, is a major liability for our country. It really is. And I prefer coming coming to any situation from a position of strength rather 
than the alternative, a position of weakness. I think it was despicable what happened in Afghanistan. And as it relates to the situation in Ukraine, I believe that President Biden is slowly getting up to speed in terms of what America should be doing. But at the same time, I am uh, from the camp of the United States must be careful in terms of what we do because we don't want to start World War III with a madman. It's easy to say, do this, do this, do that, do that. That's not realistic, folks. Let's go uh, right now to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Michael, are you with me? Going once, going twice. Michael, are you there? Okay, Michael's not there. Let's go to Ilona uh, in Westchester. Ilona, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know what? I'm becoming so fond of you and how honest you speak about everything, your life and everything. Um, so I just want to say a couple of things. First, I have to get this out of my system. Okay, get it out. Get it out. Please let me. Stan, let me. Please, I hope you're listening. I am a nurse, and I took an oath. And my oath does not say that I can decide who and who not to be treated in a hospital. And I must say, thank God that he's not in the medical field, okay? So that's, not, that's disgraceful. Number two, Dr. Fauci, he is an evil devil. He has animals in a third-world country suffering because he puts them over there to experiment on them because we in the USA cannot stop him. There are beagles that were with experiments, suffered, and died. This guy is no good. And as a nurse, I'm saying he's no good, and he doesn't tell the truth. So Stan can do whatever the hell he wants with his little BS nonsense. Next, I have to tell you, the sports people, they're not heroes. This is for Adam. The only people that are heroes are the people that are saving lives, not sports people. Me, as a nurse, the EMTs, the medics, the police, the fire, border patrol, whoever it is, we are saving lives, okay? Agreed. And, Agreed. And Eric Adams, no matter what anybody says, he did this as a political thing. There's no way he can act like, yeah, this is okay, this is right. It's not right. Those firemen that are out there trying to save lives and those policemen that are getting shot, you know, they're out there as heroes. And those are the ones he disrespects, and that's who he really is, I believe, you know? Mm-hmm. And. And, and he's doing this, I swear in my heart, he's doing this as a political thing. And, and I just find it so distasteful and so dis- disrespectful to the people that he's supposed to show respect. And by the way, I'm hearing today that the crime is up on his watch worse than de Blasio. So while he's putting on his fancy suits and going to Bermuda, right, he's embarrassing himself because he's not holding up. His end. You know, I believe this. I, I'm sorry. I wanted Curtis to win. And when I saw that he was going to win, I, I was saying that this is how he's going to be. And, and I'm sorry to say, but this is how he is. I mean, how could anybody, how can you let the most important people that are down in New York City trying to save lives get rid of them? 
because they didn't get the shot. You know what I mean? But let the sports people do it because there's got to be a reason he's doing this. You know? Do you well, agree? Well, I, I hear you. Um, I, I think it was definitely a double standard. But the realities of the world, if I'm going to be candid and honest with you, is that it shouldn't be this way. But if we ever think that we're going to be treated the same as a star on the Brooklyn Nets or a star on the New York Yankees or New York Mets, that's just not going to happen. Now, I don't want you to get upset with me, but I am telling you that they live in a different world. And unfortunately, we saw, I thank you for the call, we saw how it played out with Mayor Adams' announcement. If he was going to issue the exemption for the superstar million-dollar athletes, he should have did it for the hero firefighters, the hero police officers, the hero nurses, the hero doctors. I could go on till 6 a.m. stating the full line of heroes that should also receive the exemption. Let's go to a trucker in the great state of Texas, and that's Michael. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I, Ilona, your previous caller, kind yes. of stole my thunder there. Oh, she did? Um, yeah, she. you uh, made a, previous, a comment to a previous caller about Mr. Baseball, Mr. Basketball, Mr. Millionaire being exempt from this mayor COVID thing. You know, I want to ask how much, what, what's the price on a human life that Hey, wait, Michael, you're, you're breaking up. So you said you wanted to ask what's the price of? I'm sorry, Dom. Uh, can, can, you, can you hear me now? Yes, go right ahead. What's the price of? Of the of a human life that the fired first responders can't save. What's, their, what's the price tag on that? You know what, Michael, That that's a great question, but if we're going to throw out these uh, types of very, very valid questions, then somewhere at the top of the uh, food chain, if you will, what about the value of teachers, right? Oh, I agree. You know, w- without without teachers, and for for a kid like me that came out of the hood in the Bronx, I had I had very few role models except for my public school teachers. And that's why even today I I will never denounce teachers because without teachers, you know, um I I'm nothing. And so but Michael, you you raise a very legitimate point and we hope that you give us a call uh, in the future, the only thing that I do ask, Michael, is that uh, I, I believe you're in your truck right now. So just please always safety first uh, be, before you give us a call. Let's go now to uh, Helen. Helen's calling from Fairfield, Connecticut. Good morning, Helen. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. Well, my comment is I'm thrilled that you have this uh, person on uh, stand because I've actually heard him a number of times. I listen to you, don't always call in. And the reason I'm so glad he's on is because he is totally emblematic of this entire wokeness, which you just discussed as being not exactly the best thing for the people of the United States of America and the imbalance of it and how actually um, dictatorial it is. I mean, Stan has rules, and those rules have got to be followed. 
Um, I don't think that's the American way. I think the American way is to have room for various thoughts, various people. Um, We don't have to agree with everything, but I think being so dogmatic as the woke people in this country are leading us into a very unfortunate situation. And so, therefore, I'm glad Stan is there because we really get to hear exactly what that's all about. So he's a perfect example. And um, and I totally agree with you with regard to the fact that we really have to do something um, to to speak up. And the, one of the wonderful things about WABC, your uh, your show and and so forth, is that we can be honest and we can say things. And I wish that we could all be this way in in other forums, not just on WABC, but maybe with you know some of our friends who um, disagree or some institutions. And a lot of people are afraid to say something because they're somehow going to be nixed. So. Um, I'm very glad that you're there. Well, thank you, Helen. That's very kind of you. And my rule of thumb is is this, Helen. I will I believe that everybody has a right to their opinion and that you can articulate it here. The only thing that I do not deal with, will not deal with is if you're disrespectful to uh another caller or to me. I'm not one of these talk show hosts that does the disrespectful thing, the disrespectful thing. I don't engage in that. And so that's why sometimes people will say to me, well, why did you let this person go on? Well, because I may feel at that point in time that that point of view needs to be heard. But I do want to say this, Helen, I, you know, I look around the country and this wokeness is destroying Americans. <sighs> I'm not, I'm not going to make it racial. I'm not, I'm not going there. It's Saturday morning. My weekend starts in 17 minutes. I'm about to pass the mantle to, um, to Curtis Lee. I don't want to receive a hundred emails or, or texts or tweets about if I say a half of the audience will say, why didn't I say B? And if I say C, half of the audience will say Y and I say D. And so what we're going to do, but I do want to say this, though. Helen, I do want to say this, and I see all your calls, folks. I'm going to try uh, and get to to all of them. This wokeness, you know, it's, folks, I'm telling you, it is destroying communities with people believing that they have a right to X. When I was brought up under the principle of you will work for every single thing that you get. And even at the end of the day, your hard work, you still may not get there, but you're going to put in the work. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, more of your telephone calls and the chronicles of Dominic Carter. Stay with us. These are the chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, folks, I'm going back to your telephone calls. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at one of the calls, and it says that I shouldn't try so hard to stay in the middle. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I'm going to take that call, I promise. The Chronicles of Dominic Carter. As I mentioned earlier, a three-year-old girl, three-year-old baby, was hit by a stray bullet while leaving her Brooklyn daycare tonight. Shots rang out in front of 127 Riverdale Avenue in Brownsville just after 6 p.m. This happened uh, near the Creative Minds Family Daycare. She was with her father. And I arrived here tonight, and Curtis Sliwa, the birthday boy, uh, his birthday started 45 minutes ago. He will be with you at the top of the hour. He brought this story to my attention, and that is gangs of teenagers. They're now storming, or at least documented, six Big Apple pharmacies uh, over the past month, and they're making off with a stash of prescription drugs. And the police say that these uh, robberies uh, may all be linked. These two stories that I just mentioned, that's one reason why I do not support wokeness. It's anyway, let's see uh, what Stefano and Staten Island has to say. Stefano, is it true? You say that I shouldn't try so hard to stay in the middle. Stefano. Stefano's not with us. Okay. Let's go to uh let's go to John. John in Staten Island. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, I heard uh Stan's comment earlier. Yes. That people who have vaccines should get first treatment and people that don't don't get it. Well, you know, um basically now he, he's going political. In the medical field, the medical field is if you're sick, you're supposed to get treated. And that's the bottom line. The people, like you said, the the first responders, police, firemen, nurses, all stood there for two years. You know, people would be scared to walk into a hospital. And another thing was when he says you go into a hospital for treatment, what was the answer that Fauci originally gave before we had the vax? You go and if you, you know, you know what, you go home, and then if you get really sick, you come back and you're on a ventilator. There was no treatments. And if there is a treatment, the treatment should be able to get across to everybody. Every person who walks in line gets the same treatment so you can stay alive. Don't be a politician. Be a human being. Okay, John, I, I, thank, you, uh, I thank you for the comment and for, for speaking uh, from the heart. Uh, Stefano, your name was spelled wrong in the uh, the board here, Stefano. I understand you've called back from Staten Island. Is that correct? Yes. How are you, Dom? I'm doing well. So, 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 what, what's your comment? Listen. Well, first thing, look, I, I listen to you all the time. I really enjoy you. I, I, I find you to have a really great sense of humor when it comes to a lot of things. I certainly appreciate the fact that you are definitely not in the middle of the fence when it comes to calling out anything that has to do with racism. That's fantastic. And I didn't want to make such a blanket statement of all of it. Just sometimes I feel, and I do understand, I mean, like I said, you you can't have a program where you're going to be fighting everybody. But, for instance, like before, what I just wanted to say was I agree with you on teachers, their role, and that definitely a, a, a precious thing to us. But 
when sometimes, like they used to put in the post, we've read many times about those teachers in the rubber rooms. Unfortunately, every jungle has its monkeys, and the UFT has quite a few recently. And I feel like they contributed to doing quite a bit of damage when it came to these elections this past year because they did have quite a bit of political clout. Okay, so, so you know, I... You mentioned uh, teachers that have allegedly committed a bad behavior in the, in the so-called rubber room. I, I understand that. But I'm referring to my experience with educators. And with my experience, I, I don't know what type of experience you've had, but growing up in the Bronx, teachers were always there for me. So why would I say something negative about them when my personal experience has been nothing but absolutely positive? I grew up in the Bronx and uh, on Venice Avenue, and I had those same teachers. No, they were wonderful. And the ratio, the ratio is definitely, I'm not going to say nine to one, but certainly probably seven to three that they're all good. But unfortunately, we do have some unfortunate instances where I feel that the union does a disservice to us by protecting these bad ones and now not allowing the good ones to shine. Well, I, I I hear you, and and obviously this is not the uh, first time I've I've heard this, but all, all I can say is that members uh, pay dues to their unions, no matter what line of work. And thank you for the call that you may be involved with. So, like for example, folks have said to me before. Well, Dominic, you know, how how could you be buddies with Pat Lynch when Pat Lynch and the PBA, all they do is defend police officers? That's what Pat Lynch is paid to do. That's his job. That When a police officer is accused of something, it is Pat Lynch who is supposed to get out there on the front line and defend the police officer. And if Pat Lynch or the UFT president, Michael Milgrew, if they're not doing their job or the Transit Workers Union, believe me, there will be someone uh, within that union running for the presidency that will win. That is their job. And so, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, we've heard all heard the situations where a, a few bad teachers. But, I, again, I return to my original point, and that is that, I'm not going to uh, demonize teachers because I feel that they're demonized enough. And um, without teachers, without public school teachers, I wouldn't be in front of this microphone uh, right now. To be honest with you, without public school teachers, I'd probably be doing 8 to 10 up at Attica, to be completely honest with you. Let's go to Lamar Mitchell uh, in the Bronx. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Okay, Dominic, okay, quickly. Wednesday night, a caller called you from the Bronx, like, right? And he had, like, some kind of qualms, like, with two precincts up here. Okay, go ahead. All right, and, uh, no, okay, I live within both of those precincts, right? Okay. And I'm just calling, okay, I'm just calling to clarify it. Okay, the 50th precinct and the 52nd precinct, like, right, right? Right, Those boys in blue, they definitely do their jobs. 
they definitely do. Tom, okay, look, I'll give you a quick example. Well, right? I, I, let, let me just let me let me just say this, and then you can have your say. In, but I do have a lot of calls here. When the caller called with his complaint, I knew that the police all across the city do their jobs. But again, I'm not one of these talk show hosts that's going to cut you off simply because you disagree with me for ratings. I'm not going to do that. So I let him have his say. But now you have your say. Go ahead. Okay, no, Dom, I just wanted to say, like, right, okay, factually, the 50th and 52nd precinct, right, okay, they do as best as they can. They do as best as they can. The 50th precinct, Dom, okay, it has like an 8 to 10 building, okay, NYCHA uh, project, like, right, called Marble Hill Houses. Hello? I'm listening to you. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, the 50th Precinct has Marble Hill Houses, right? Okay, Dom, rarely, okay, rarely, like, okay, are there shootings there? Okay, robberies? In other words, okay, the 50th, like, really has the projects, like, in check, all right? Okay. The crime rate there is exceptionally low. Yeah, I'm I'm well aware of the Marble Hill Houses, Lamar, you made your point. I, please call me any other night. It's just that I have six minutes left and a full board of uh, calls. Let's go to Tom in Bergen Beach, Brooklyn. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you. Good morning, Dominic. Your show is on fire today. It's great. great well, thank great you. Show. Thank um, you. Go right ahead. I just want to say something. Camelia, your call screener is the best. She's so nice and very patient with me. I like that. So. <laughs> All right, I, she's, I, she's smiling. She's smiling right yeah. now. She's smiling. So please, right, please, I, Tom, because I'm short on time. Okay. I dare any one of these big basketball, football players, baseball players, uh, who are just allowed to play again, just stand up, stand up for the blue, the green, and all the other city workers. I agree with you. Fired for no vax. I I, I, I agree with I'm you. I'm not an anti-vaxer. I am an anti-mandate, and I am not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that you know a lot of them. These are the people that were on the front lines. You know the pandemic, and now this is becoming an endemic. Shots are not as necessary. So give the workers their jobs back and, and talk to the mayor about it. Rally for the city. And the other thing you said one time last week, you said follow the money. I checked all of these test kits. Oh, they're made in China. At least I've, I've checked six or seven of them so far in three different pharmacies. We're all made in China. Hmm. Interesting. Tom, I thank you for the call. And um, always remember the devil is in the details and always follow the money. Those are two of the uh, principles I was taught very early on in uh, in journalism. Curtis Lee is coming up in five minutes, the birthday boy. Uh, let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, Dominic. Um, first of all, I hope you and Dolce and your entire family have a wonderful weekend. Thank um, you. Thank you. Dolce, of course, is my dog. But, but Jennifer, Dolce, my Maltese, he is really an old man now, and I'm, I'm scared to death about, I mean, four times a day I look at him, I'm like, oh, God, is he breathing? Because he sleeps all the time, you know. But anyway, go ahead, Jennifer. I know, dear. Mine's twelve and a half, so I, I know they they really start to change. And and anyway. then I and then I have a cat, right? That's a boy, but we named him Beyonce. And I have a turtle, and the cat is crazy as hell. But anyway, Jennifer, go ahead. No, quite a menagerie. It sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, anyways, they bring you a lot of enjoyment and, and peace. Animals do. 
Yes, so, they yeah, do. Real quick, in response, um, first of all, your three calls in a row, Ilona, uh, Steve, and uh, Helen were magnificent. And um, I love that you let people speak. Um, a lot of talk show hosts either give you 20 seconds or they interrupt you every 20 seconds. So um, I'll try and be concise in response to Stan in his adamant um, posturing about treatment. Well, President Obama, Jen Psaki, all these people that have been vaxxed and boosted and everything, if they get sick enough that they need help, should they be refused treatment or they get it, right? But if someone doesn't, it, the whole thing is, is backwards because it just goes to show you the vaccines are not effective in transmission of disease. So the actor that called and said they feel so comfortable because everyone's vaccinated, well, it doesn't mean that someone there can't be spreading the disease. You can st- still get it and, and spread the virus. And as far as the reason, especially young athletes like Kyrie Irving don't want to get it, look at the number of athletes that have dropped, literally dropped dead in the past two, well, the past year since the vaccine became available. There's a staggering number. There was one a couple of months back of a soccer player on the field prior to having the vaccine perfectly healthy, um, and he seized and collapsed all on the ground. It was horrific. And if you look at what um, Pfizer put out, well, tried not to, they wanted their uh, their stuff held for what seventy two years or something. Um, the you know the evidence that they had of all the medical uh, they, well, I can't think of the word, but anyways, all all of what went wrong during um, their trials and what was happening to people. So I'm not telling anyone not to get it to get it, but they're especially for younger, healthier people. I do believe that people at high risk should get it. People with comorbidity should should probably get it. I don't know how many you get because now they're saying if you get many of them, there's also a risk for your own immunity well, not I, to fight. Well, Jennifer, I, I do have to step in because I have a minute and a half left. I thank you for your call. And so I do want to point out, I'm looking at one of the tweets here and from Wiser Words 2, and she says, please define, in quotes, woke. I tell you what, Wiser Words 2, I want you to give me a call next week and you define it at 800 on air, 800-848-WABC. Please, because I only know you on Twitter as Wiser Words 2. You give me your definition of what woke is. Call me and do it publicly. And then I will give you my definition. Folks, I hope that you have a lovely weekend. Coming up in 30 seconds, Curtis Sliwa, his birthday started uh, 59 minutes ago, and he will be with you for the weekend edition of The Other Side of Midnight, and that's coming up right now. Have a great weekend on Talk Radio 77 WABC.